Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. So now, today, we're going to talk about brain damage and autism, but also, it's kind of exciting. I'm starting with a new microphone. So if you hear something a little bit different, different quality, let me know if you like it. If not, I'll switch back to the old phone, but I think this is going to work out really, really well. Um, now, brain health, okay, and this is hugely important uh, because most, most of us only have one brain but also for the gut function. Now, we changed the True Health Tuesday to True um, to Ma- Monday Masteries, or Mastery Monday. But let's look at, at this. Okay, autism, um, they're not checking autistic behavior until after eight years old. Uh, so when they say a one in 36, when it used to be one in 10,000, that's an epidemic. One in 10 um, have attention deficit disorder. Now, 70% of those are medicated. That means we've got a huge number of children that are taking um, not just psychoactive drugs, but class two narcotics. Okay, it's literally prescription meth. Okay, then asthma, one in 10 have that, and they're taking steroids. So what are these drugs doing to children's um, development? And we're talking neurodevelopment. And this is something, the questions that aren't answered. And when you press medical doctors about this or the doctors that are prescribing, they just throw their hands up in the air and say, oh, it's safe. It's safe and effective. Yeah, we know what that is. Okay, allergy, diabetes, obesity, you're looking at 25% or greater. And depression, one in two. So we have to change this world. So when you're looking at the health of the population, is what's weakening our species? Is it genetics, viruses, chemical imbalance, not enough medications, um, not enough vaccines? We just got to do something more. Um, Now, one of the things that I want you to start to recognize is the kids today, if they've gone through the entire medical program, you know, where the mom was given Pitocin or an epidural, which increases, the Pitocin increases autistic damage 60%. If um, the child is um, uh, given um, not breast milk, typically it's genetically modified soy proteins, okay, or genetically modified sugar beets, okay? So it's, it's not good for their system. But if they're getting the 72 doses of 17 different vaccines, these all create an inflammatory response. Now, there's a huge amount of censorship going on to where you cannot talk about the vaccine religion. So we're going to not talk about a lot of it, but let's look at the health of the children today. And think of three B's and an S, behavioral bowel breathing or skin disorders. And this is huge. I mean, you're talking the majority of the kids today, if they're going through the standard protocols that the pediatrician recommends, they are going to have behavioral bowel breathing or skin issues. Very few will be out of there. So what can you do? Number one, and we're going to go into the data on this, but if you don't have time to listen to the whole 30 minutes, Gluten-free, dairy-free, and no eggs. Um, They grow a lot of vaccines, like the flu shot, even though they're starting to utilize neoplastic cell growth medium for the flu shot, which means they're growing it in cancer cells or mortal cell lines. Um, They still do produce some of the flu shots in eggs, okay, because viruses tend to grow in eggs. So no eggs. So gluten-free, dairy-free, no eggs. No animal products for 60 days, not because of being a vegan or anything, 
um, but because it's hard to get the amino acids from those proteins. Omega-3 is in a whole food form. If you're not a, a vegetarian, the best source is anchovy, mackerel, or sardine. Those are good omega-3s to get the, the healthy fats into your system. All supplements should be in whole food form, so this way you get the bioflavonoids and phytonutrients with it. Um, and then you can get to a corrective chiropractor where they can prescribe symmetrical movements to get both halves of the brain to work correctly. Look at your soaps and skincare products because anything you put on your skin gets in your bloodstream. Um, that eliminate electromagnetic fields. This means if you have Wi-Fi, turn it off at night when you're sleeping and get these kids and adults in different environments and then build their gut. Okay, you're talking fermented foods daily, no processed foods. And this will start, but if you're, if you're curious about the um, medication religion, and this is where it's one for everyone, okay, and they're always safe and effective. Okay, there's any intervention that you do to a human being there's a risk of that intervention, and there's a benefit of the intervention. Okay, so the risk-benefit ratio. Now, it's in, in when you understand this, okay, that there is a risk and a benefit to every intervention, um, should um, you look at each individual? Absolutely. So let's stop injecting foreign proteins and toxic adjuvants and neurotoxins into human beings until we actually do studies to show that here's the risk and here's the benefit of it. I mean, it just makes sense. Now, what's interesting, and this is an article out of 2016, Fronters of Cell Neuroscience, um, the title of the article is Relevance of Neuroinflammation and Encephalitis in Autism. See, a lot of people thought that autism was an emotional issue. When it's not, you're looking at, at damage to the gut, damage to the brain, and inflammation. Now, and then it goes on to state, quote, a conservative estimate based on research suggests that at least 69% of individuals with autism spectrum disorder have microglia activation or neuroinflammation. However, children with autism spectrum uh, disorder diagnosis are not generally assessed for a possible medical diagnosis of encephalitis, end of quote. And think, think of that because this is important. If you think it's an emotional issue, Okay, and not physical issue, you're going to look for, um, you're not going to be looking for environmental causes. So what do we know that causes inflammation? Inflammation is a body's repair process. That also means that inflammation is not only how the body repairs, but it has to do with tissue damage. So there has to be some type of damage done to the body in order to have an inflammatory process. Um, now here's a huge one. Okay. Um, quote, the purpose of this review of the literature is to examine the evidence of neuroinflammation slash encephalitis in those with autism spectrum dis disorder and to address how a medical diagnosis of encephalitis, when appropriate, could benefit these children by, by driving more immediate targeted treatments. End of quote. Yeah, Absolutely. And why is this important? Because to have inflammation, you have to have tissue damage. 
And then you're going to look not for a genetic cause, you're going to look for an environmental cause. And then this will open up the whole can of worms. But we've gone through three years of most um, healthcare professionals that were advertised on the media are saying everything is safe and effective. And, you know, later on we find out that it's not. Now, um, this article goes on to states that further studies should include treatments for neuroinflammation for autism spectrum disorder. Now, gastrointestinal issues in autism. Now, this is out of the Harvard Review of Psychiatry, and this is March 2014. Quote, well, autism spectrum disorder is characterized by communication impairments, social abnormalities, stereotypical behaviors, and several medical comorbidities. Um, it further uh, addresses the GI abnormalities, which can affect the neuropathologic and behavioral features of autism, as well as developmental autism-related um, endophenotypes, such as immune dysregulation, hyperserotoninemia, and metabolic dysfunction, end of quote. So there is some gastrointestinal issues. Now, you might think, well, what, where do these children get gastrointestinal? Uh, the article goes on to state, quote, a preponderance of evidence suggests that a significant subset of autistic individuals exhibit GI abnormalities and that GI issues can contribute to the clinical manifestations of ASD, autism spectrum disorder, associated symptoms, including abnormal behavior, immune dysregulation, and metabolic dysfunction. Uh, moreover, examining GI disturbances, how they affect the brain and behavioral in animal models for autism, can reveal promising targets for the development of biomolecular diagnostic and therapeutics for ASD patients. And, and I mean, if you knew this, end of quote, that, that the gut-brain connection, it's called the enteric brain, the, the gut is where neurotransmitters are produced, and this is how the brain communicates. When, when you review the anatomy and physiology, you have one nerve called the vagus nerve that controls all of the excretions, motility, everything of the GI tract. And that's only 10% of its function. 90% of its function is sensory to get information back up to the brain. So we know that that gut-brain connection or enteric brain is hugely important. Here's another article out of 2016, Trends in Neuroscience. Title of the article is Psychobiotics and the Manipulation of Gut Bacteria, Gut-Brain Signals. Quote, we review probiotic and prebiotic effects on emotional, cognitive, systemic, and neurovariabilities relevant to health and disease. We discuss gut-brain signaling mechanisms that enable psychobiotic effects such as metabolite production. Overall knowledge of how the microbiome responds to exogenous influence remains limited. End of quote. So when we look at this, there are thousands, some people say 30,000 different species of bacteria in the gut, 30,000 different types. Now, we're in the infancy of, of our diagnostic of what the gut flora is. And, and this is why they're doing fecal transplants, but the fecal transplants, you don't know what you're getting. With less than 10% of the bacteria that have been mapped in the gut, in that stool, 
um, there people are just it's it's a whole different universe. So there is no you put the right gut flora inside or you do the fecal transplant and the entire gut changes. Um, nobody knows what that is. I mean, there it's like most medications. Like if if you know how Tylenol works, okay, you might say, well, yeah, it's an anti-inflammatory. No, I'm talking about the clinical pharmacology. The mechanism of Tylenol, the most prescribed drug on our planet, is unknown. They do not know how it works in the body. They think it does this and just take it. It's like selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors and um, the antidepressants. If you ask what is the clinical pharmacology of this, again, it's unknown. Nobody knows how these drugs affect the body, but they knew when you put it in there, it has some effect on the body. Of course, the antidepressants increase suicide and suicidality. How do they do that? Nobody really knows. So let's look at this one. Um, and this is out of the Journal of Psychiatric Research, 2015. Um, gut, brain-gut microbiota access. Now, the... <laughs> Um, the general scaffolding of the brain-gut microbiotic access includes the central nervous system, neuroendocrine, neuroimmune system, sympathetic, parasympathetic, enteric nervous system um, form a complex reflex network of sensory fibers that connect integratively to the central nervous system structures and efferent projections into the smooth muscle. Okay, end of quote. Let me translate that into English. You've got all of these sensory components. That vagus nerve has 10% of its function, has all of the excretions and motility of the gastrointestinal tract. 90% of it is sensory. And so when you know that that gut brain is connected to the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system or the automatic nervous systems, it's connected to the immune system, it's connected to the endocrine system, it is everything. It can't be overstated. Now, um, also we're exposed to glyphosate, which is Roundup and, and this is, I, I mean, it's sprayed on virtually all the soy crops, most of the corn and most of the wheat products, the commercially produced wheat. Now, we now know that it's listed as a carcinogen, although when it was first put out, it was generally recognized as safe. It destroys the intestinal tract or digestive tract of insects. That's why it works so well. However, it also destroys healthy gut soil bacteria, and it's a mineral chelator. So it binds to metals and gets it out of your system, which without minerals, you can't utilize vitamins. Now, this is a quote from 2012 by Don Huber, award-winning international scientist and professor emeritus of plant pathology at Purdue University. Quote, Historians may look back and write how willing we are to sacrifice our children and jeopardize future generations with a massive experiment based on false promises, flawed science, just to benefit the bottom line of a commercial enterprise. Okay, now, I'm not talking about the last three years of forced medical procedures without informed consent um, in order to keep your job, travel, or shop even though I warned about this stuff back in 2017 and 18. 
I mean, let me read that quote again, just so that you understand that, that, you know, if you change the date from 2012 when this quote was done and put it in 2023, um, you would be deleted and censored. So just listen to this again. And this is from 2012, so I'm going to be safe, I think. Historians may look back and write how willing we are to sacrifice our children and jeopardize future generations with a flawed, massive experiment that's based on false promises and flawed science just to benefit the bottom line of a commercial enterprise. Um, Yep, we have to change that. And when you look at this, um, the first study confirmed glyphosate's levels in breast milk of America's moms. Now, glyphosate's was supposed to just be sprayed on, the, on plants to kill weeds. Okay, now they're spraying it on wheat products and grains so it can desiccate or kill the grains so you can get that, so they can all give up their grains and you increase the crop production. Um, about 20%. Of course, we are poisoning our population. It's found in America's urine and drinking water. So we, we had just have to change this. Journal of Pediatrics, Gastrointestinal Symptoms in Autism Spectrum. Uh, this is out of the Journal of Pediatrics 2014. The conclusions are, results indicate greater prevalence of GI symptoms among children with autism spectrum compared with controls. Future research must address critical questions about the cause and long-term impacts of GI symptoms or gastrointestinal symptoms in autism spectrum. Absolutely. Um, And this is why we recommend gluten-free, dairy-free. Here's a a journal article at a Scandinavian Journal of Educational Research, Autism Syndromes and Diet, a follow-up study. And this was from 2006. So if your doctor... Um, and now remember full-blown autism you're talking generally limited verbal um, responses so you're looking at self-stimming behavior there's a lot of kids that have a subclinical damage to the brain because they've gone through you know they've they've had environmental toxins they've been exposed to it they're having damage to the gut because they've been exposed to certain toxins that our kids today are being exposed to. Um, would they benefit from a diet of gluten-free, dairy-free while they're healing their gut? Absolutely. Here's a quote from this article. Quote, the peptides of some uh, of which are probably derived from gluten and casins are thought to have a negative pharmacological infect, effect on attention, brain maturation, social interaction, and learning. Our hypothesis was that diet without these proteins would facilitate learning. Further retesting was made four years after the onset of the dietary intervention. Normalization of urine patterns and peptide levels was found after one year Likewise, a decrease in odd behavior and an improvement in the use of social, cognitive, and communicative skills were registered. No kidding. Okay, no, end of quote. So think of this. Gluten and casein-free had a positive effect on learning, a decrease in odd behavior, um, cognitive and communicative skills were, were notably improved just by changing the diet. So, you know, let's change this. And here's in the Frontier Pharmacology, April 2012. 
the title of the article, A Ketogenic Diet Has Treatment for Diverse Neurologic Problems. Um, dietary and metabolic therapies have been attempted in a wide variety of neurologic diseases, including epilepsy, headache, neurotrauma, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, sleep disorders, brain cancer, autism, pain relief, and multiple sclerosis. Um, linked patholog- pathophysiologically to energy dysregulation could well provide common research and experimental therapeutic platform for which course of several neurological diseases could be favorably influenced by dietary means, end of quote. So what that means in English is a ketogenic diet is good for your brain. It's been studied and researched since the 40s. I mean, it just makes sense. If you can change the diet, you change the gut function, you change the neurotransmitter production, and then your brain changes for the positive. Okay, here's another study. Okay, and this is out of the Journal of um, Nutritional Neuroscience. How's that? Okay, 2013. Quote, there's an increased interest in the use of gluten and casein-free diets for children with ASD or autism spectrum disorders. Our results suggest that dietary intervention positively affect the mental outcomes for some children diagnosed with autism spectrum. End of quote. So think of this. All you got to do is change your diet. It would be also nice if these research articles actually went in to check and study what environmental factors that we're doing to these children or these children have a common exposure that's crossing the blood-brain barrier causing this inflammation of the brain. There are still doctors out there that don't realize that autism spectrum disorders or Alzheimer's or Lou Gehrig's disease or multiple sclerosis all have neuroinflammatory properties. So getting, finding out what is causing the tissue damage. And why do I say that? Because to have inflammation, you have to have tissue damage. So what is causing that tissue damage? What can possibly cross that blood-brain barrier? Well, we have the vaccine religion, but you can't talk about that. Think how insane this is. You know, we're losing an entire generation, and we can't talk about one of the major contributing factors. So what kind of healthy fats can you get people on? Organic butter, ghee, coconut oil, fish oil, olive oil, fresh flax oil. What kind of stuff do you have to avoid? Corn oil, cottonseed, rapeseed, canola oil, hydrogenated oil, soy oil. Avoid the junk cheap oils. You can do cleanses, okay? There's a three and seven day cleanse, but I'm telling you that autistic kids have such a limited diet. Their guts are in such deep trouble that they're, they're only eating bread or they're only eating cheese or they're only eating, um, you know, fast food because anything that they eat can upset their tummy. And they're going to look at gluten and casins, which is the bread and the cheese, okay, has an opioid. These things affect the opioid centers of the brain. So when you take a piece of bread and you say, boy, this is delicious, um, somebody with brain damage and a leaky gut is going to take that piece of bread, and it's going to be like a hit of um, the cocaine or scotch or heroin or something because it positively affects the brain in those individuals with just amazing, amazing joy. 
This is why doing diet changes to gluten-free, casein-free, you're going to have some emotional issues with it. But just it's, it, look at doing those diet changes has um, detoxing someone. Look at it has getting a heroin addict off of heroin. There's going to be some sweating. There's going to be some cramping, all of which you can solve by doing juicing and blending and, and hydration. So you can get these, these gluten and casein addicts off of their fix. Colonics are amazing too. If the, if the child is, is adult enough, otherwise doing a colonic on a real young child, okay, can have some serious negative effects. Also, if you were exposed to the COVID shot, okay, I've seen some great studies utilizing EDT chelation. And this has been used since the 1930s. Uh, what's interesting is there's not a lot of heavy metal poisoning in the um, mRNA shots, but I have seen it work very effectively in reducing the coagulation, the, the um, cellular agglutination of the cell. So it separates the red blood cells, and I've seen great results with the fibrin formation. Um, it, and it works good, but it does chelate heavy metals out of the system, and then you've got to follow it with the Myers cocktail to put healthy nutrients in the system. And just know that that oral chelation, you can do this by a diet high, high in hormone-free proteins. Um, and look at sulfur-bearing amino acids um, prevent in, or it present in these proteins will help the detoxification. So this means cruciferous vegetables, um, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, garlic. I mean, amazing, amazing good for you. Um, and organic supplements, two to three healthy bowel movements per day are, are what a normal human being go throughs. So if you're not getting the two to three healthy bowel movements a day, that means that you are in a stressed state. Um, IVs, we do multiple IVs at our clinic in, in Tijuana, and that's where I am today. Um, and you're talking glutathione, you're talking DMSO to detox further. You're looking at blood ozone that you could do. If you don't have access to a clinic like this, okay, look at spirulina. About, it contains about 70% protein of vitamin E, beta carotene, B complex. Spirulina is amazing. And then chlorella. Again, this, these are just oral chelating agents that will help. Natokinase is also a great, um, it's, it's made out of fermented soy, but it's also incredibly good to reduce some of the fibrin formation from the mRNA shots, which is just incredibly important. Um, you can nebulize bicarbonate or glutathione. But again, to do this, I would recommend doing a live blood cell analysis, doing a full body thermography, and this way you can identify either damage to the blood or damage to the body, but then you can do a post-blood analysis to see if your interventions, whether it's oral chelation or IV chelation, are actually effective. And then look at the phytonutrients. Um, and, and, you know, when somebody has damage, we look at apple juice, have malic acid, those help the kidneys. Carrot juice contain large amounts of vitamin A, which turn in the form of beta carotene, which helps the lung function. A green juice is a great source of vitamin E. 
You're looking at the natural, healthy, organic foods have metabolic and digestive enzymes. So the key is looking at how your system works. You put healthy nutrients in the system. You get healthy tissue production out of the system. Now, um, so if you can't get access to um, IVs, for goodness sake, find a doctor that does an objective analysis. An objective means an object. That means you have somebody doing a blood analysis, an x-ray to identify leaky gut. That would be fantastic to identify other challenges. And then do the therapy, do the oral chelation, IV chelation, and then go in and do a second test to see if that's helping. And look at antioxidant-rich foods, goji berries, blueberries, dark chocolate. Come on. Dark chocolate is good for you if it's organic. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, hey, look, open up the dark chocolate. Oranges, vitamin C, vitamin E, but let food be your medicine. There are so many options that you have. Look at beef liver, carrots, sweet potato, kale, grab massive sources of vitamin A. So when we talk about the five keys to health, know that you need healthy nerve supply. You need sufficient rest. That's why sleep is so gosh darn important. You need prayer and meditation to connect with a power that's greater than you and realize that you're made in the image and likeness of God. You're designed to live here. Okay, these poor patients that are suffering from autism or Alzheimer's or dementia or brain damage, understand these people are adapting to a toxic and deficient environment. The only way to help them is to give them sufficient nutrients to help them to detox, to have them live within harmony within their bodies and their brains. This is Dr. John Bergman, your voice of reason. God bless you. I love you. And when you walk by a mirror, Take a look at your image and smile because you are made in the image and likeness of God. God bless you. Have a great day. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.